Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer. I am one of the elders at the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And I thought for this episode today, we would talk about prayer. Prayer particularly for the faithful Christian. Prayer is often misunderstood. Some use it like a Christmas wish list, asking God to grant all of their wishes, however shallow or superficial they may be. Others only use prayer when in some sort of crisis, when life is suddenly not going very well. They seek God's help to get out of a mess, often a mess that they created. Still others seem to view prayer as merely a church ritual, something to be done on Sundays and Wednesdays if they come. But I want us to see something in this episode about prayer and what it can accomplish and help us to accomplish from 1 Samuel 1 and the story of a woman who prayed in faith and God heard her prayers. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 tells us, Now there was a certain man from Ramoth and Zophim, from the hill country of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jehoram, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zeph, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Thus we are introduced to Hannah, a barren woman unable to have children. Let's now read verses 3 through 8. Now this man would go up from his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests to the Lord there. And when the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to Peninnah his wife and to all her sons and her daughters. But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had closed her womb. Her rival, however, would provoke her bitterly to irritate her because the Lord had closed her womb. And it happened year after year, as often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she would provoke her, so she wept and would not eat. Then Elkanah said, her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep and why do you not eat and why is your heart sad? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So her husband was a devout man apparently somewhat well off, and he obviously loved Hannah, but seemed unable to fully understand her anguish. Now we won't read verses 9 through 18, but in those verses we find Hannah turning to the Lord in prayer, being criticized by a well-meaning but mistaken high priest, Eli. She prays not just for a son, but she promises to give him to the Lord's service. Her prayers are answered. Picking up reading in verse 19 through 28, we read, Then they arose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and returned again to their house in Ramah. And Elkanah had relations with Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. 
And it came about in due time after Hannah had conceived that she gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. Then the man Elkanah went up with all his household to offer the Lord the yearly sacrifice and pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, I will not go up until the child is weaned. Then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and stay there forever. And Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Remain until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord confirm his word. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with the three-year-old bull and one ephah of flour and a jug of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, although the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull and brought the boy to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. For this boy I have prayed, and the Lord has given me my petition which I asked of him. So I have also dedicated him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is dedicated to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. This is our introduction to one of the greatest prophets, judges, and leaders in all of Old Testament history. Samuel, and it all started with a godly woman devoted to God in prayer. When we think about it, life for Hannah had been harsh. The goal for each Jewish woman in that day and time was to marry and give her husband children. Elkanah, her husband, had a second wife who gave him many children. But even as he tried to console Hannah, he reminded her again of her failure to conceive. She was failing at what would have been perceived as her main purpose. Making it worse, she had to endure the attitude of the other wife, who obviously felt superior to Hannah and displayed that feeling. Then, in the story, as Hannah was praying, the high priest Eli thought her to be drunk, mumbling to herself. I suppose he had seen enough of that behavior at the feast to reach that conclusion, But Eli judged her strictly on appearances, not on any facts he knew about her. Elkanah offered little help, although he tried. Life was tough, and yet it reminds us that every person matters. They matter even if they appear to be living in sin. They matter even if they can't fill all the roles society places on them. And we are not to judge people too harshly. It also reminds us that when life is hard, Remember Hannah and the great way God worked things out for her. When others seem unfeeling or even unkind about your plight, remember the Lord knows of your situation and he always cares. In her situation, Hannah does the smart thing. She turns to the Lord in prayer. She follows the principles that Paul would later spell out in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He said, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehensions, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Hannah may have been merely a woman, as the culture of her day would have said. She may have been isolated socially due to her situation. She didn't even receive much help from the high priest. But she could pray. In her prayer, she found strength and hope. 
Any boy born to her would be dedicated to the Lord and the Lord's service. She would send him to serve the Lord at the tabernacle where offerings and sacrifices were made for the people of Israel. That boy would grow up inundated and surrounded by worship and faith. She was able to do this because prayer clearly reassured and calmed her. Look at what we lose when we fail to pray. We may be alone. We may be discouraged. We may feel like a failure. Others may be indifferent to us in our struggles. But prayer for the faithful Christian can help with all of that. We can take everything to God, especially those things that worry us or cause anxiety. When we do take things to God, we are giving them over to a God big enough to handle them. And in doing so, we can find a peace that is beyond explanation. Hannah was not yet with child, but we know that she had to feel some degree of comfort from her prayer. One of the remarkable aspects of Hannah's prayer is her willingness to give up the very thing that she desperately wanted from the Lord. That is, she will have a son, but when he is old enough, probably between three and four years old, she sent him into the Lord's service. She wanted the boy very much, but trusted the Lord enough to give back to him the very thing she had sought. This tells us that Hannah had a deep, sincere trust in God. She trusted him enough to ask for a son. She trusted him enough to let go of that young boy when he was barely old enough to get around on his own. She was full of trust in the Lord in spite of her circumstances and pain. Her faith was deep and her prayers were honored. It also tells us that she saw faith as more than simply believing in a God. For her, faith was something that she needed to act upon. That is, if she really trusted God, then she needed to get in the mix and make promises to God about what she would do if God did grant her a son. Faith, real and sincere, will always compel the faithful Christian to act in different ways. It kind of reminds me of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14-15, through 15, where Paul wrote the following, For the love of Christ controls or compels us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all, that they, may, that they who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. If we trust in God deeply enough, we will do whatever he asks of us to demonstrate that faith. Hannah took action because of her deep trust in God. We see some good qualities in the home of Elkanah and Hannah. They are very religious people going up to the feasts that were part of the old law. They kept the law of Moses, apparently in sincerity and conviction. Elkanah was very generous with his portions at these feasts, the amount of food perhaps suggesting that he was a man of some means to afford it all. However, he still put God first, and he loved his wife with all his heart and was disappointed that she could not be happy with just him. This is a strong family of faith. Samuel would grow up, at least in his early formative years, learning about worship. He would learn about love and commitment and trust. He must have learned something about prayer. Hannah's prayers must have continued. This is just the sort of family God would use to bring his great servant Samuel into the world. Doesn't it remind us of the importance of our example before our children? Who knows? 
Maybe the next great preacher is eating at your table every night. All of our children need to see faith on our part in action. That is why we all need to pray with our children that it becomes a regular part of who they are. Maybe all of us might have now is grown children, but they can still see our passion for worship and service to the Lord. They can still know that we are praying for them. We are all just Christians, ordinary men and women who have been saved by the blood of the Lamb. But like Hannah, we can have an extraordinary impact on the lives of all of our children. At an early age, Samuel was sent to judge before the Lord. He would grow to serve Israel as a priest, as Israel's last judge, and as a prophet. Samuel was to become a great servant of God, one of the greatest spiritual leaders of Israel, there to help the transition from a theocracy to a monarchy. This is all because of a faith-filled woman calling on the Lord in her time of need. All of this started at home where his family instilled respect for God. It would carry beyond his home as he left at an early age to enter the Lord's service. Throughout his formative years, Samuel was surrounded with faith and worship. All of this set him apart to become a great spokesman and leader in Israel. This was actually unfolding in a time of serious spiritual decline. Indeed, Eli and his sons were bringing shame on the functions of the tabernacle. Yet Samuel would grow into greatness, leading an incredible spiritual revival throughout the nation of Israel. This is a message for us. We need to see beyond our children's physical needs or their educational needs and see their spiritual potential. We need to see to it that in our homes, the next generations of preachers, elders, deacons, and faithful saints are being raised. There may be someone destined for great service to the Lord in our midst, maybe not. However, as parents and grandparents, we can take an interest in our children to see that they know God and long to serve Him. Hannah and Elkanah did that for Samuel. We must do so as well. Moses was the lawgiver. Moses was a prophet. Moses was a go-between for man and God. That is, he performed a priest's function. Samuel will fill the same roles. He will be a judge, explaining and enforcing the law of Moses and the will of God. He will be a prophet, speaking for the Lord to the people and later to kings. He will be a priest, raised to intervene between God and man. As a result, Samuel was destined to become the greatest leader of Israel since Moses. He would be the one to anoint the first king, Saul, and the second king, David. He confronted Saul for his sins, and he advised and shaped David in his work before attaining the throne. Samuel had an impact that no other judge had. He had an impact that few other prophets had. He essentially walked in the steps of Moses. Once more, we are challenged to do the same sort of thing. Obviously, we cannot be Moses, but we can look and act like the Lord would have us to. Paul exhorted in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, Be ye imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. It is our task to imitate Jesus, just as Paul sought to do. The more we are like Jesus, the more the world will see him in us, and the more the world will be able to see just what being a follower of Jesus is all about. 
Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. As Samuel served the Lord, so too we should serve him, walking in the footsteps of Jesus. In closing, we need to once again think of what God did for Hannah. She received the baby for whom she had prayed, and she kept her promise concerning him to God. As usual, God did even more. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 19 and 21, we find that his mother would make him a little robe and bring it to him from year to year when she would come up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord give you children from this woman in place of the one she dedicated to the Lord. And they went to their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. And the boy Samuel grew before the Lord. Think of what Hannah did. Think of what God did in response to Hannah's prayer. A simple, devout woman and much greater things has he done for us. Thank you for listening.